everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Melanade Scenes podcast. I'm Tiara, and I'm here to give it to you straight up, raw, no filter. Welcome to today's Melanated discussion. As a part of the Melanated professional series, we'll be talking with Stephanie to learn about her career, how she got there, and how you too can be a Melanated professional. So thank you, Stephanie, for being here and taking time out of your day. Oh, thank you for inviting me. And I'm looking forward to you helping enlighten the melanated community. So let's get into these questions. Okay. First question for you, Stephanie, is what is your job title? And can you break it down in layman's terms? Because I know you're some type of engineer, but I, don't, I think it's going to go over everybody's head. Okay. <laughs> so my title, I am a senior safety engineer and risk manager. So um, what that means is the team that I'm on, uh, we are embedded in different design teams. The, specifically, the organization I work for is robotics. So we are embedded in different robotic teams to make sure the robotic systems that my company develops meet safety guidelines and regulatory requirements. So we're right there with the design teams looking at um, the reliability of some of the electrical systems that are in the robotic system. Specifically, my job is looking at the materials that these parts are made from, like the plastics, any kind of flame retardants, the kind of paint, and making sure that wherever we deploy these systems meet the environmental requirements of the countries that they're going to. Okay, that makes sense. So mm -hmm. how did you get into this career field? Do you have to have a degree to go into something like this? I would assume yes. So yes. <laughs> Did you study in school? So uh, my background um, is kind of a roundabout way how I got into this, into this field. My training, I have a degree in uh, chemical engineering. Um, when I first graduated out of college, I was working for a different company um, doing a lot of um, work with chemical processing and finishes like um, chrome plating, different kind of platings and um, that type of materials. I was actually doing um, hazardous material reduction. So I was doing research and development and trying to get those um, hazardous materials out of those processes. And that kind of migrated into chemical process safety, looking at how into manufacturing, how can uh, the employees working around these chemicals or with these chemicals be more safe and developing those safety protocols and safety plans around those systems. And so working in that chemical process safety you get more responsibility added to you. So I started working in other safety fields. I started doing some more compliance, getting that a little bit of expertise, and that kind of prepared me for um, what I'm doing today. Okay, cool. So after college, how difficult or easy was it to get a job within this career field? Like, did it take a certain amount of time, or was it something like, once you have this engineering degree, it's very easy to apply and then get into such a role? I think in chemical engineering is very versatile. This specific field, it's very specialized. Well, what I was doing with finishes is very specialized. I was in the aerospace industry at the time when I first came out of college. Um, but as far as chemical engineering, especially chemical process safety engineering, what I was uh, specifically into, I mean, it's heavily in the petroleum industry, in the pharmaceutical industry, um, the chemical manufacturing like Dow and DuPont. I mean, there's a lot of areas where chemical process safety this field is used in so many different industries, especially in the automotive, because they use um, chemical finishes as well. Maybe not just like aerospace, but similar chemical finishes. So there is a lot of areas where chemical safety is used throughout different multiple industries. So there is definitely a need for, for um, that expertise. Okay, cool. And so 
Speaking of these like different areas where you can jump into this space, what type of jobs should someone be looking for or apply to? Like what are some keywords that might come up in um, such a role's uh, job description? That's someone coming out of college or maybe someone who is changing their career field and they want to go into this, how they know what type of jobs they would actually be applying to. Um, so you'll see it listed as process safety management, risk management, um, chemical processing, process safety, process engineering. <laughs> and then sometimes it's listed under environmental health and safety um, or environmental. So you can look under those job descriptions as well. Um, safety engineering, sometimes it can be listed under safety engineering. Okay, cool. Thanks for that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Once you're on the job, what does like a day in the life look like? <laughs> um, a lot of meetings, <laughs> a lot of meetings, and you're, you're collaborating with um, a lot of suppliers and with the design teams, just looking at their design and making assessments on the materials that they're using, doing a lot of um, documentation, lots of documentation. So um, you have to be comfortable with your writing skills and finessing your writing skills to make sure your expertise is clear and your opinions or the data that you're providing is clear and concise. And also being able to present those um, skills, um, not only on paper, but um, through presentations as well. Um, I do that a lot, a lot as well. So public speaking is definitely uh, a skill I, <laughs> I highly recommend people work on. Were you always good at public speaking or were there like no. trainings? <laughs> did you take trainings for public speaking? Um, I didn't necessarily take formal training. I really tried to put myself in situations where I had to do public speaking um, just to get the practice and just to get comfortable. And being more secure in the information that I was presenting helps with that. Um, you know, being a woman in engineering or being especially a black woman in engineering, you're always going to be challenged with your expertise. So just having the data, speaking with authority, and just being comfortable with myself definitely took some time. It definitely took some time. So people out there, be patient with yourself. It'll, it'll get there. But yeah, it did take some practice. But there are organizations out there like Toastmasters and other organizations that help you with your speech writing skills or your presentation skills to help you become more comfortable in front of, in front of audiences. Um, what do you like most about your job and what do you like least about your job? I like most about it because it's very versatile. Um, you know, I know safety, but applying it to different technologies or different industries is what I like the most because I, I learned so much on how different technologies work, um, just gaining that other expertise. Um, I, I really enjoy that. I always tell people, if you're too comfortable in a job, you're not growing. And so I love being uncomfortable with the technology to a point where I'm learning and then get comfortable with it and then I'm ready to move on to something else. <laughs> but um, yeah, I really do like the versatility of my field. Um, what do I like least? <laughs> yeah. um, <when> <laughs> sometimes when it comes to safety, you know, you have to tell somebody no. And so that the hard part. You're like, you can't do that. This is going to cause X, Y, Z to happen. And it's going to cause problems down the line, you know, and then 
a lot of times the design teams, they're just thinking about innovation, you know, they're going for a patent or they're going for this. And, you know, they're so tunnel visioned on the technology, you know, they don't mean to bypass safety, but sometimes they're so tunnel visioned, that's all they think about. So you have to step in and be like, whoa, stop, wait a minute, let's think about this. You know, have you thought about using this instead of this? And this is going to cause this. And so telling people no while they're in that innovation mode is, I, I don't like doing that. I just feel like a killjoy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's something that has to be done and you have to be strong enough to do that because down the line, you don't want somebody getting hurt with a piece of equipment that you had the power to say no and to prevent. So, you know, it is, you do have to be a very strong personality to be able to do that. That makes sense. It goes back to when you were talking before I hit record because I forgot to hit record, but <laughs> and that you make sure like the robotic arms are not like mm -hmm. people or yeah, it definitely sounds like right. Like it's not going to hit somebody in the head as they walk by or, you know, they don't when they hit an emergency stop, the emergency stop actually works and doesn't keep going and cause somebody to get hurt. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> So Stephanie, what are some, are, well, are there growth opportunities within your career field or should someone plan to like pivot after a certain amount of time? Are, are there areas within your uh, job field that you can easily branch off into? Um, yes. With safety, I mean, there's always different industries you can get into, you know, like I was mentioning before, petroleum, automotive construction, there's always going to be safety jobs within the industry, especially as innovation happens and new technologies, just thinking about um, auto drive cars, you know, where you don't have to steer, you know, they're, they're developing now, but there's need to be safety protocols put in place for those and that haven't even been developed yet. So there's a lot of opportunities to get on the ground with developing those safety policies and regulations and just different areas like that. The way technology goes and just kind of accelerate fast safety always lags behind another example is um, I do I'm also the process safety person for um, additive manufacturing which is 3d printing and that technology is just taking off and I'm on a standards committee and we're trying to hurry up and write safety standards to keep up with the technology so there's yeah there's a lot of growth in different areas for the safety field and it's, it's something that um, anybody that gets into you will not be bored <laughs> you will not be bored with okay so would you say it's difficult getting into this field? Like, so I'm, I guess I'm speaking from the perspective of being a woman than also being black. Like, can you share like some challenges you've faced where it hasn't been at all about like your intellect or ability to do the job and has been because you're either a woman or because you're black? And how have you like navigated those spaces since you are in engineering, which is mainly a male field? Mm -hmm. I'm wondering how some of these things have come up and how you've navigated within your career. Yes, it, it happened more earlier on in my career, especially working in manufacturing. You know, I was working in manufacturing and I was the engineer interfacing a lot with the uh, machinists that work in the area, which is typically older white men. And so, a lot of times I didn't feel like they were listening to me or bypassing what I said. And so there's a few times where I had to get very stern. I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I can say that. They're going to call me a bitch, but I don't care. You know, <laughs> I have to get this point across and they need to listen to what I'm saying. So that happened a few times with a couple of people. And 
they backed off, you know, they backed off after a while. Sometimes I've had to go to managers, like, look, this person is not listening. He's violating this regulation. If, you know, OSHA comes through here and finds out we're going to be in trouble. You know, I've had to take pictures of them doing what they were doing and give it to their manager. Like, look, this is what's happening, you know? And so, um, yeah, it's, you have to be that strong person to either stick up for yourself and be stern <laughs> and just don't care how they feel about you afterwards or really build a network with upper management to let them know, like, look, I'm trying to keep you out of jail. I'm trying to help you uh, <laughs> follow these compliance and these regulations, you know, and just build that network of senior leadership to help you with specific employees that are not giving you the respect or the um, basically the respect that, that you're asking for. So from your point of view, Stephanie, what would be the best way for someone who is like newer into this career field and they have to get to the point where they need to escalate to someone? What would that process look like? Like, how do you like, I think I feel like I'm thinking in my mind, like when I first started in corporate America, I would be afraid to escalate stuff, even though I knew that I needed to because I didn't. Mm -hmm. So what would be the best way? I don't know if it's different in the engineering field, but what does escalation look like and how do you properly? So safety engineers more than likely report to a safety manager um, and really having that conversation first with your safety manager and letting them know like, hey, what are, what are my options if X, Y, and Z happen and establishing that relationship. There have been instances where I was the only safety person. I was reporting to somebody that was in operations that only cared about getting the parts out on time. You're like, look, I'm trying to help you. And so within um, other safety organizations, you know, maybe I go to an adjacent organization and be like, hey, this is happening. How do I escalate? So it's, it's basically building a network either through your direct safety manager or looking to either side of you and other organizations that do something similar that you do and building that network. And sometimes having those people to bounce out ideas off of or saying, hey, this is happening. I need your help to come over here and back up what I'm saying. That's helped a lot as well. Um, and just building different partnerships. I have a coworker. His wife is a professional, and she has the same problems where men in her field are not listening to her. So he's like, Stephanie, I hear this from my wife all the time. I got your back. And so sometimes when I'm dealing with somebody and they're not listening to me, I'll be like, hey, Don, I need you to go check so-and-so over here because he's supposed to be doing this and he's not doing this. He's like, I got your back. So it's just it's, safety professionals have to build that network. and coming in and having that direct conversation with your manager first or other safety people that are working alongside you, that's, that's the best thing you can do. Okay. <laughs> How long have you been in um, this career field? How long have you been? In safety, so I've been working in engineering for about 25 years. Of that, so of that, I would say about 18 has been in the safety area. Um, safety and compliance. Yeah, I did a couple of detours in like design engineering and R&D research development, but about 18 years. So safety is your like your favorite, like out of all the branches that you Safety and risk management. Yeah, yeah, okay. I definitely, that's my area of expertise that I like. Yeah. Cool. So Stephanie, what is the earning potential within such a role or career field? Let's say, let's dial it back since you've been within like this this industry for two decades now 
mm-hmm. the first five years, what would you say earning potential is? Like once you're out of college, I'm out of college, I'm ready to go, I got a job. What should I be expecting to get paid like on the low end? And then after you've been tenured and you have some experience under your belt, where would you say the cap would be? Were you starting and where would the cap be? <laughs> so you can make a lot. There's a lot of, uh, there is a lot, there is a lot of earning potential within safety and it really depends on what industry you're in. So if you're in petroleum, if you're in pharmaceuticals, if you're in the chemical manufacturing, those are the higher end areas. And so starting straight out of college, you can easily make between 95 and a hundred thousand dollars. Um, if you're like an autumn and it also depends on where you're located. Like if you're going to be in the South, you're going to have to back that off a little bit. <laughs> But if you're up California or, you know, anything like that, Texas, maybe a little bit higher. Yeah. Automotive, aerospace, and in the chemical safety field or um, EHS safety field, I would say around like 75000 It's going to be a little bit less um, starting straight out of college, uh, maybe between sixty and seventy-five. And again, that depends on where you're located. You know, as your years goes on, you know, you can easily, you know, go up into the ranks, gain that expertise and you can you know get at over two hundred thousand dollars a year damn (laughs) (laughs) engineering (laughs) that's that's awesome so Stephanie any tips you have or any tips you would give a younger you uh, when you're first coming into this career that like you would have benefited from if you would have just had the information at that time so throughout my career People have come up to me and say, oh, you should take this job over here. You'd be great at it. Or you should take this responsibility. And I always, oh, no, I'm not ready. I backed off of it. And, you know, people that come up to you and say that, really listen to them because we are our own worst critic. Um, And there's things that people see in you that you don't necessarily see in yourself. So just listen to them and hear them out and then make an assessment. You know, a couple of times people, People that did that, they wanted me to go in management where there's more of an administrative role. And I knew that's not what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to stay technical. Um, so that's definitely an area that I didn't want to get into. But there are some jobs that I, looking back, I was like, I wish I listened to that person, at least took a shot and see if I would have done well in areas X, Y, and Z. So if anybody comes to you and says, hey, you'd be great at this, just really listen to them because they might really be seeing something in you that you don't think you're good at or that you don't see in yourself. So I wish I had, had known that much earlier on. I agree. I, I think that applies to all fields, actually. Yeah. I agree. So last question for you. Any tips on how another mm-hmm. woman like me or yourself can go into this career field and kill it from day one? Um, from day one. What would make you say, wow, like if a 20-something huh. <laughs> came the door and they were now on the team, what would impress you? Um, one, their organization. With safety, you have to be able to document and retrieve those documents. Um, and then also building relationships with your design engineering teams. Because if your design teams, they don't trust you, you're going to have problems. So it's like building those relationships having that documentation, being orderly and having that documentation easily and retrievable, the process of documenting, you know, how to do a risk assessment, how to do all of that, you can learn that on the job. But just those organization skills and those relationship building, those soft skills, 
that's really going to help somebody go much further. All that other stuff you can learn on the job. It's just those two skills, I think, are one of the most important things that um, you can have. Cool. So before we close, Stephanie, is there anything else that's at top of mind that you think would be good information, resources you think someone can look into uh, to go into this field that you think is worth sharing? There's a lot of schools now that have safety, um, you know, OSHA and safety programs. Um, it's something that you want to look into. I highly recommend. And then there's also um, different um, certifications. You can be a certified safety professional. Having those initials after your name can also help you um, get your foot in the door and um, help you with promotions. And I always tell people, like, when you are in this field, um, expand your sphere of influence. So, like, get on those safety standards or um, regulating uh, rulemaking uh, committees and stuff like that to increase your sphere of influence because that will help you go um, a long way as well. Like I am on the standards committee for additive manufacturing because, you know, we're starting to use that technology and I'm like, hey, I need to get on the ground floor to make sure that, you know, X, Y, and Z is put in these documents to make sure we are doing what we need to do to keep our employees safe. So, yeah. And then also, also, being on those boards, you can, you know, if you want to look somewhere else for a job or find out what other industries are doing, those are also great opportunities to, to look at other industries if you're ready to move on. But yeah, increasing your sphere of influence um, is really important as well. Awesome. So before we close this up, I was watching uh, one of these ladies that's like an inspirational speaker. I don't know if you know her, but her name is Lisa Nichols. And I watch a lot of her stuff and there were, she was talking okay. about like, changing career fields and I thought it was worth putting in these videos and so she was saying like three questions someone should ask themselves if they are looking to do career change is what am I good at what do people tell me I'm good at and what's holding me back and if you can answer those three questions then you oh, set to <laughs> yeah yeah that's definitely true definitely true thank yeah. you for your time so, Stephanie oh yes yes this is great great. I think it's going to be some really good information that a lot of people can use. I know okay. if I was younger and I watched something like this, I'm like, okay, I'm about to be Stephanie. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Field. So I appreciate your time and thank you so much for. Okay. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. <laughs> Thanks, Steph. Thanks. Hey, you. Thanks for tuning in to the Melanated Scenes podcast hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. In the meantime, hit that subscribe button and I'll catch you on the next one.